Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. Today, I'm pleased to introduce my special guest, Danielle Bettman. Danielle started out as an early childhood educator in Head Start and Early Head Start, working her way into one-to-one home visiting with families. The more she worked with children, the more she realized that the influence lies with parents. So after leading a large mom's group for several years, she recently started wholeheartedly providing in-home and virtual coaching for parents. She's passionate about helping parents to understand their child's development better in the early childhood years, leading to conscious parents and thriving kids as well. So Danielle, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. Thank you so much, Sue. So let's begin, Danielle, by talking about what it means to parent with a shared trajectory and end goal, or as some like to call it, parenting on the same page. Would you like to share thoughts about this incredible topic with our listeners? I would love to. I know this is a topic that my husband and I have worked through, and a lot of families that I've talked to are struggling with the same thing. Uh, We have this idea that we would love to be parenting on the same page as our spouse. Um, we We all know that that's going to benefit our kids when we both feel confident in our roles and what we are doing and what we think is best for our kids, whether that is uh, values like, you know, are our kids going to be in extracurricular sports or certain disciplines? Like, are we going to use corporal punishment or more of a respectful technique? Um, there's a lot of things that come together when a family is created between two different spouses, and they're just going to come in from different perspectives. Uh, we are wired differently as personalities as husband and wife. We have been brought up in different households with completely different experiences. And all of that cultivates to having different instincts and uh, values when we come to have our own children. So if we don't step back and have some really meaningful conversations about what we want to do, big picture and long term, then a lot of parenting happens on the fly and we're making it up as we go. And every day our kids are giving us a different challenge or struggle or new situation that we're put in as a parent. And so we're gonna rely on those instincts to help us decide how to manage that moment or how to make that decision. And it just never ends, parenting never ends. So (laughs) uh, it may get us into some arguments and some differences of opinion. And uh, sometimes we may not even know what is best in that moment. And so it can really help uh, families get quote unquote on a similar page if we just step back and have some conversations about what are we really, what are we really striving for? I think there's so many valuable insights that you just shared. And, you know, one is punishment process, or Mm -hmm. as I like to call it, teaching opportunities. Mm -hmm. 
and sports and values. And these are such important tips for parents to take away that it's an ongoing conversation, right? right? Our children are changing moment to moment, day to day. Some days we don't recognize our child because they have matured or grown in a different way and are behaving in something, in some way that we've not seen before. And so uh, parenting is a discussion that takes place ongoing. I mean, my kids are 21 and 25. It still takes place. So yeah. it's never, as you said, it's never over. And these conversations can be things that are started before parents actually decide to have children. So oh, anyone listening to this conversation that is maybe preparing <laughs> to have a child, it's a great time to talk with your partner about what values you want to see in your parenting process and what page is important to you, what your conditioning looks like, as you mentioned, uh, culturally and, you know, what, what beliefs did your family have in terms of how to raise children? And, and what do you take away that you want to continue and what do you want to leave by the wayside, right? Right, exactly. There's a lot of things we could do and choose and value uh, with our families. For example, you could have the core value of being um, very much in service and active in the community and volunteering. You could choose to be a foster family and bring in other children to care for. You could um, be very active in you know, elite sports. Um, you could have a huge core value of uh, having family dinners and eating food that's really farm to table and fresh but you just can't do it all. <laughs> right. There has to be negotiation and compromise, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you have to fine tune these values knowing that you can't do it all. We're not magicians. We're, we're human beings, right? Yes. We have limitations. Yeah. So what happens, Danielle, in, in your experience in working with parents, what happens when situations arise that can cause us to step away from those values because we're reactive. We're not in the mindset of being thoughtful and present perhaps and, you know, mindfully adjusting our responses based on what our child says or maybe taking a pause because, again, as human beings, we are going to act in a human way, which is not always being exactly where we want to be. So right. what can you share to parents that, that this occurs with? What would be your recommendation? when these types of things happen. Yeah, yeah. I think you're touching on kind of the, the human default. And uh, I, love, I love this quote, and it's specific to kind of creating a business plan within a work culture, which I think lends itself to the creation of a family culture very similarly because it takes the same level of intentionality to continue to define and work towards shared goals and, uh, you know, achievements and, and tracking things. So his, Mike Myatt's, Mike Myatt's quote is, a culture is in short a way a group of people think, feel, judge, and act. A culture is either created by design or by default. Culture created by default tends to produce mediocre results because humans have a natural tendency to take the path of least resistance. If a business wants a culture of excellence, its leader must intentionally create that culture and work hard to maintain it. So what I take away from that is families and parents 
need to have the same level of intentionality as a core leadership team of a business to be able to continue to have the ongoing conversation coming back to those defined mission or, you know, shared values and goals and take, you know, every big decision into this conversation and say, does this fit? Does this fit with what we, you know, the family that we want to have or the amount of time that we want to spend together or the shared experiences that we want to provide our children? And if, if you're not having those conversations, it just happens by default. And usually that, it, that can come up as simple as how you spend your weeknights because one obligation might pop up that you say yes to and then the next pops up for you know Wednesday evenings from seven to eight and you're like sure okay and then the next thing is you know softball starts and then your all of your weekends are gone and then suddenly a couple months later you're realizing I'm I don't think I'm seeing my kids what's happened <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and intentionality is the key factor, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. to bringing values to life. Even when you're off kilter, even when you react in a way that is not true to your values because you lost your way for a moment or a day or a week, whatever the case may be. And Mm -hmm. I think being intentional about, number one, getting back on track, and I love the quote you shared, um, being intentional about looking at your behavior and owning it perhaps going back to children and discussing if there was a way in which you behave that wasn't true to your core values and your parenting values with your your partner, and Mm -hmm. also going back to your partner and owning it as well. And Mm -hmm. by owning it, I mean owning up to it and taking responsibility for it. And if need be, apologizing for stepping away from uh, your intentional core values. And I think the uh, the second thing that really I love is, and I, and I work with as well with parents around the world, is mission statements or family mm-hmm. values statements, a mm-hmm. statement that actually defines what a family's goal is. You know, it's for example, my, my family mission was, you know, peace and harmony. I had to work towards that because I didn't have it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. usually we create those family values and goals that we want to see in our family and maybe not what we necessarily have. It's what we want to strive for. That's what a goal is, is to strive for something. And so I, I think vision, mission, not vision, uh, mission or value statements can really help us to stay on that intentional pathway as a family right? Yes. Yes, exactly. For my family, my kids are still young. They are six and five. Um, It kind of started with a shared group of family rules that my husband and I defined. And we ended up uh, finding art on Etsy that put them in, you know, these different frames. And so we hung them in their bedroom. And then we just started repeating them as we were driving to school as like a fun game. Can you remember all six? And uh, that really was the spark for us of really feeling like, hey, these are our things that are very specific to our family. And uh, it really brought us together in that. There was a huge sense of belonging in that where we were, you know, sharing this vision of, yeah, these are all the things that we are striving to do. And they were all very uh, positive things. Uh, They were be brave, be kind, be you, be wise, be happy be true. And each one of those kind of uh, 
can be defined and broken down a little bit. Like being wise is being responsible for your things and, you know, you know, those types of, you know, rules. But, Mm -hmm. um, that was, that was where the conversation really started for us to be able to define that as our family. And then from there, it started to mold into these we statements. And the we statements were just simply things that we said, hey, these are things that are true of our family that may be different than any other family, um, but these are just things that are true of us. And so it started with simple things like, in this family, we cheer people on or we cheer each other on. And you know that that's a core value for us. So when we see someone in our family you know, working hard at something or accomplishing something, then we're going to be really excited for them and celebrate them. Um, and so, you know, these things just started to evolve as these statements that were, we decided were true of us. And then we can just bring them up and in these moments of parenting, when we have these little teaching moments and uh, begin to kind of shape this culture that we want to be living out in the moment. Um, other things like in our family, we keep trying. And that's a big, you know, growth mindset type statement that we really try to get across. Um, in our family, we teach our taste buds because my husband oh. is a chef. And so food is very important to our family. And so we, you know, really believe that tastes are acquired. And so that's our way of of communicating that to our kids and, and you know, the expectation that we had, we just have to teach our taste buds over and over. So, you know, we take a small bite, even if we don't like it. <laughs> I love that. I, I love your wording. And I think hey. that's, this is something really important to highlight for our listeners is rules as we call them in the world or boundaries as we like to call them also yep. can be done in the most positive and empowering of ways which makes an enormous difference when we're empowering our children with knowledge and ideas as opposed to, you know, quote unquote rules. So for example, be wise or be you and asking a child, empowering a child to discuss what be wise means to them Mm -hmm. or be you or be kind. What does be kind mean as they're learning over and over. And you can certainly provide examples of being kind in your own life, which helps a child to learn. And so these aren't, you know, you must be this way or that way. They're very soft, in my opinion, and Mm -hmm. very positive, very encouraging, and very empowering. And I think the same thing of uh, the we statements. Because we also is empowering for a child. We cheer each other on, teaches our children the importance of not only cheering each other on the family, but cheering people on generally. So Mm -hmm. at school and sports, to be a cheerleader for others. And so the, the power of all of these words, I think is important to point out because there there is strength in words. And there's also negativity in words. And so how you frame it can have a huge impact. And this is beautiful, Danielle. Yeah. Really beautiful. I love Thank Teach you. Our Taste Buds. I might have to, <laughs> I might have to, I might have to borrow that. <laughs> You're welcome, I have a four-year-old grandchild. I might have to borrow that Teach Our Taste, taste Buds. Yep, awesome. yep. <laughs> so what, what do you see in, in – Working together and in trying to create, you know, this this page, so to speak, what do you see as one of the b- 
biggest challenges that families experience and trying to you know, bring a mission to life, to be intentional, to have values to live by with their families? Um, I think just having the conversation in the first place and being able to hit pause uh, because life is just so frenzied from one thing to the next that um, it takes, again, that intentionality to even just, you know, have, have the kids taken care of for a while, go out to eat, have, you know, a, a very pointed, meaningful conversation about some of these things, and then going home and, you know, deciding how do we put that into action. That, that is a challenge that, uh, you know, our, our lives are just not meant for, for um, you know, we can learn by reading books, but then it's the application part of what, you know, what are you going to do with that knowledge after you're done with that book? Sometimes life just goes on and, and we maybe are no different, you know, after reading that book, unfortunately. So, um, being able hundred to, books, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, on the same topic, all telling you something different. <laughs> right. Right. But it never actually, um, creates change. So, um, just taking the, the, the time to kind of carve that out um, and have those conversations and then decide where that's going to take you from there. Um, that's one of the things that I'm working to create op those opportunities for families to work through a specific workbook and uh, guided conversation based on some prompts and things that really just bring up the conversations that need to be had and then uh, hash those out and then create action steps after that. So for example, there is one page that's a list of 50 positive characteristics that, uh, you know, are wonderful things that you would want to be said of, you, of your child. And uh, having mom and dad each look through that list and point, point out the ones that really jump out to say, I really want this to be true of my child. Let's say when they're in the workforce and their boss is giving them a review. I would love for this to be said of them, that they are, you know, self-starting or responsible or whatever the words are to you that really mean something. Then taking those words and, you know, limiting them only to the top five or top 10 characteristics and then saying, okay, go home and research what experiences what uh, conversations, what things that could be happening in your day-to-day -day life now with your child, whether they're five or whether they're 10, that do cultivate that characteristic. So if it's, you know, you really want them to be brave, then, you know, what things make kids brave? Usually it's being able to have opportunities where they overcome, you know, a hardship or an obstacle. Okay, how do we you know, create those opportunities in their life and, and know that we're, we're doing that over the long term and the long span. Um, that's kind of like one example of, of creating a trajectory that says, okay, we're working towards this characteristic and these are the ways that we're going to build that in in the day to day. I, I think that is well said and I love your example because you're working backwards to achieve what mm -hmm. you want to see in your children. And that's not the norm. I hate to even use that word norm, but, but that's not the way in which we are necessarily cultivating the whole parenting realm from our own conditioning and from the massive amounts of literature. But if we want to see self-esteem, positive self-esteem, if we want to see a self-starter, if we want to see bravery, courage, all of these things, that has to be instilled 
in our mm-hmm. child. It doesn't come in a package that we unwrap, you know, at the holidays. And so, unfortunately, unfortunately, right. It would make <laughs> it way too easy. But I think that's the important step here is that positive conscious parenting does not just happen because we choose for it. It happens because we work for it and we work with it and we work towards it and we work intentionally and we do the things as we've we've been discussing today, like hitting pause and coming back to intentionality, realizing when we're off, looking at how we can take steps to bring the things to life that are important to us and over and over again keeping these conversations alive and in front of us so that we're always moving in a direction that we want to move in. And, you know, parenting and families are very different from a business, very different, but in a way, very similar. Because just as we would, you know, as the CEO of a corporation, discuss with our employees on a regular basis, our executive team perhaps, how important it is for this mission to move forward in this particular way and what we want our culture to look like and how we're cultivating mm-hmm. it. It's the same in a family, just done in a much more personal and with much more love and care and compassion, I'd like to think, than yeah, running hopefully. a business from nine to five. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is a, a never-ending commitment. We don't leave the job because the job is ours forever and ever and ever. And what a beautiful gift it is to, to be a parent today in this world. But yes, yeah. at the same time, it's work. It's hard work to stay on that intentional path, that conscious path, that positive path, to really offer our children opportunities to grow and thrive in their own light, in their own way, as their own spirits, right? Exactly. Beautiful. Well, I would love to invite all our listeners to check out your website, which is absolutely beautiful, wholeheartedlyomaha.com, and uh, take a look at Danielle's work there. And of course, you can connect with her. Danielle, are there any parting words of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners? Of course, we've been talking about wisdom all through this conversation, but is there anything that you'd like to summarize or add in that we didn't touch on? Um, I think with everything that we touched on, always remember it's never too late. Um, you know, you don't have need to be having these conversations during the prenatal development. If your kids are already, you know, well into their childhood, uh, you can hit pause at any moment and, you know, redirect and, uh, you know, reestablish goals and, and priorities and all of those things at, at any moment as we go and it will always benefit them. And, uh, Again, with with all things parenting, don't uh, take this as another to-do list or, you know, thing that you're not doing well enough that you can beat yourself up with Um, because I think really the work is creating your identity and being confident in that identity because we are always seeing families with different priorities and values and then that always makes us insecure. Like, oh, well, we're not you know, having family knitters like that family. So, you know, we're failing at that and, oh, we're not, you know, my kids aren't as good as in sports as, you know, this family. And the more that you have conversations that really define your family's identity, then you're able to be confident in that and say, yep, that's, you know, that's their thing, but our thing is this and we're going to do that well. And, you know, we feel good about that because that's what we've decided. So it's really just a benefit for you to just have that peace of mind 
knowing clearly, hey, this is our thing, this is our family, and you know, this is what we're gonna strive, at, strive for and work towards. So um, it's only a benefit, it's really not another, another thing. <laughs> another to do, right, absolutely. Right. And it's, it's, I love how you put that, it's looking, looking within, not looking outside. Yeah. Tune out the outside noise and look with it. And I am, I am proof that it's never too late since I got on this journey quite late in my child's, my children's teen years. So that's such a great uh, tidbit there because many people think that it's too late to shift. It's never too late to make a change, to define your values, to bring a, bring a conscious approach to raising children. Any change you make at any time is incredible. Right. Exactly. Yes. But well, if you are in the early childhood years and you are <laughs> in those those early years, uh, follow me on Facebook for some more, uh, you know, tips and stories and things from from what my family is going through. I'd love to love to have you there as well. That's at Wholeheartedly Omaha on Facebook. So. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah, we could talk about this forever because I know we both feel very passionate. And, yes. Um, I, at I'd love to have you back on the show at some point in time, but thank you so much for being here. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. My pleasure. And thank you for joining us. Remember, every moment is a new moment for Conscious Connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.